Raisin Man Arena. Welcome to Raisin Man Arena. What's today? It's Wednesday, 10, 20, October 27. Halloween is only three days away. Mm-hmm. We're on the edge of Halloween. It's only three days away from today. So you should be ha- you should have your little costumes in your closet. You should be up early sewing the final pieces into your skeleton onesie. That's right. The 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 uh, the leather armature that Timothy Chalamet wears in Dune. I hope you're finishing the final links of it. That's right. And 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 spray painting styrofoam to look like that box that he puts his hand in. Mm-hmm. Sam, you saw the movie. What's that box? It's a box that you put your hand in, and it fills you with pain, apparently. Huh. Yeah. And what do you get in return? Uh, you get to be in the rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And if he, had not, if he had not withstood the pain, he would have... Yeah, they would have cut him from the movie right then and there. Mm, uh, so wait, so they made... It's just, a, it's just a pain box. It's a pain box, and this woman holds a needle up to her, his neck and is like, if you can't... If you can't like endure the pain, then it shows that you are, you only will you, you will submit to your base animalistic emotions when emergencies come, and we can't have that. Too much is not stake with you. So if you can't endure the pain, I'm going to kill you right now. Oh my goodness! So it's almost like when Marines train and they get and they go to boot camp, and then yes. some of them get cold out. Except instead of a whole boot camp thing, you just put his hand in a box. Yeah, yeah. She goes up to Timothy Chalamet and he's like, "You look like what? What you? Uh, he calls her him a gay lord and it's like, you look like you could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. Yeah, yeah. It's like that Full Metal <laughs> <Yeah>. Jacket scene. <laughs> um, Where well, are you from, Texas? The only thing from Texas are steers and queers. <laughs> that would have been that would have been an interesting part <laughs> of the that movie. That would have been very interesting. Yeah. Nick Cage fan, good morning. Good morning. If you're uh, if you're watching from the East Coast, good morning. If you're up at what time is it right now? If you're up at five a.m. Uh, if you're up at five a.m. in L.A. for one of those IATSE jobs, yep. driving to a, a twelve-hour, or if you're even you haven't even gone to sleep because you're still powdering Josh Gad's nose after a fourteen-hour workday. Um, the union did not secure you the, 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 the hours that, that you needed. We're here in solidarity with you. Felipe and I are in a helicopter right now <laughs> and we're traveling over the BQE, just looking at the crash sites, looking at the traffic. That's right. Traffic on the inbound, no traffic on the outbound. No one is leaving. The doors are locked. <laughs> Yeah, everyone's getting in. No one's getting out. Everyone's coming in for the big Halloween week. That's right. Hall- Halloween in New York. Ooh. That's when the freaks come out to play. Abs- it's a mischief holiday. Absolutely. So people get evil. Well, you know, people from all the small towns in America, you know, the weirdest people from their high school, they move to New York. That's right. Right. They move to places like the Lower East Side, mm-hmm. where they finally are like, I'm not the only freak. Yes. You know? Yes. The, there's a whole there's whole neighborhoods filled with Midwesterners who want to be in, like, Book of Mormon and Rat Race <laughs> and <laughs> The Lion King, <laughs> all the Broadway shows. Yeah. That's right. And they'll be... And they'll be and they'll be conducting their auditions on Halloween night in the streets of New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they... That would... 
they should make a purge movie that's like about New York and it features like theater kids. It's you know? all musical kids. Yeah. And they're getting purged. <laughs> well, they're the ones doing the purge. They're the ones. Oh. Because they get really wacky. It's true. And the purge movies are always wearing like a clown mask, right? Shit like that. Like it's corny true. shit like that. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So I guess that's what the theater kids would do. They'd be like, they'd be wearing a clown mask and be like, <laughs> Yeah, they'd be dressed like the Phantom of the Opera yeah. and Sweeney Todd. Yeah, they would play classical music and sharpen a bunch of knives <laughs> while you were tied to a chair before they kill you. Yeah, they're you all know. wearing like big leather corsets exactly. and like steampunk. <laughs> exactly. Oh, imagine your last days on your last moments on Earth. You're you're watching some theater kid live out their stupid like murder fantasy. Oh I would God. hate to be the victim of such a person. Yeah. Yeah. The thought alone just sends a chill through my bones. Yes. But uh, but but a theater person in a corset and then they're then they're about to sleep with you. Now that's <laughs> something I've done many times. <laughs> <laughs> sleep with a little theater nerd, you mm-hmm. know? I don't know if I have. That gets me going. The people I'm attracted to have no <laughs> theatrical ambitions. Yeah. No. <coughs> See you, All Will. right. Bye, Will. So Will's going out the door. He's dressed in a smart little outfit. It's uh, 8.07 here in New York City. Um, we're talking about Halloween. Talking. About, oh, fuck. My coffee almost fell out. What are you going to be for Halloween? I was going to be a judge. <sighs> um, well, you like, were going to be a judge? I, I, think, I think I am, but I'm still deciding. I need to put it together, but I have that big powdered wig. Mm. And I have that Abbott's robes, and I'm gonna put them together and be like a, like a kind of a barrister or a judge from like the 1800s. Yeah, the House of Dukes, House of Lords. Yes, yeah, Is exactly. That what that would be? Yeah, and um, I don't know. Maybe it needs a final twist or something. Like my throat should be cut or something. Yes. Like that. Yeah, your eyeballs coming out. My eyeballs. Or, or your penis is out. My penis is out. <laughs> yeah. That judge with his penis is out. Uh, you can only do that at certain parties. Or, or in, instead of a gavel, he has a penis in his hand. <laughs> That's right. I could do that because I have that that um, oh, have flaccid a, penis thing. A yeah. big like silicone dildo. Yeah. Oh, well, it's not a dildo. It's like a packer. Couldn't you fuck yourself with it? No, it's flaccid. I feel like you could still fuck yourself with a flaccid silicone dildo. Uh, buddy, I've tried. <laughs> and it does not work. Uh, okay. <laughs> Believe me. No, I, it's a flaccid. Pe- you cannot have sex with a flaccid penis. Sound off in the chat if you relate. But uh, it is, it's pretty hard. It's like trying to pick a lock with a wet herring. Hold on. I'm trying to get the chat to work, but for some reason, it's not working. We're having some technical issues here in the helicopter. Why is the chat not working? (coughs) Well, there's Um, only two. You know, there's only one one thing in the chat, and it just says good morning. So, you know, it's not really like we're missing out on too much. (laughs) There's only two people viewing. When I was a child, my favorite kind of costume was gore costumes where I'd buy, like... um, special effects like makeup and those little scars yeah. or, or wounds you could spear a gum to your face or body and I'd I want to look make them look as realistic as possible and I wanted to look like I was dead. I was obsessed with looking like I was dead and like having lots of blood all over me. So you'd be like you'd be like um 
seventh grade soccer player with a huge scar across his mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, well, I had really long hair too, so I was sort of androgynous. <laughs> I think it was a strange effect overall. <laughs> but yeah, I was really, really into that stuff, and I still kind of am. So my my Instagram is mostly women in bikinis, and then like special effects makeup accounts. That's so. the that's the dream. What I would give to to spend a day on your timeline, Sam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you're you were there, but Abby was talking about she was going to be in this movie where they were going to like she was going to. There's this special effects house that does like real gore stuff, but like the gore stuff they do is like oh, not yes. campy. It's yes. really seriously disturbing. Yes. And nasty. I wish I could remember it, but she said that she was going to be part of the reel. She was going to be filmed for their special effects reel, like get, giving birth and then getting her sl- wrist slit or something I would like that. Love, I would die to be in one, to of, be those, in one of those. To be in one of those things. Would you want, your, would you want to have, give birth and have your wrist slit or be the or be the the guy who's uh, the the doula who slits the wrists. <laughs> doula. <laughs> um, I would want to die. You would want to be the one dying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, when on. I was a child, I would fantasize about like different ways of dying and stuff like that, and I would reenact my own deaths a lot. In a kind of sort of in a in a wishful way, or in a sort of fantastical like. In a fantastical. Like way. I'm in a movie kind of yeah, way. Yeah, I'm in a movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Y- you know what would be interesting though is that. Y- you know, p- p- playing to the kind of tropes, the tropes of the horror genre, right? Playing you to know, the tropes of the horror genre. You know, you know, you think, you think like a, a young woman dying, right? You know, for better or for worse, it's, it's kind of what we expect to see in horror films. A burly, a burly man like yourself, maybe a, a little outside of the sort of expected. You know what I'm saying? It's like true. you're, you're. Except I'm thinking, you know, like slasher film, you're kind of a Freddie Prince Jr., so maybe it would make sense. You're yeah. like the guys in Hostel. You're like the, the insolent Americans to, who show up to Yugoslavia and then That's right. are punished for partying too hard. Yeah, yeah. This guy, should be, this guy should be the one having sex with them, you know, and killing them and stuff. Wait, who? Me. You should be killing who? <clears throat> the people who are killing me, presumably, you know. Like you should be killing, you should be killing and having sex with your killers. Yeah, I'm just sort of. I, I'm sorry, I'm trying to build off of what you're saying. Sure, sure. I'm kind of a, a main hero, sort of protagonist type. Right. Bad things don't befall me. I sort of do bad things to other people. You know. Yeah, yeah. You're the leading man. Because I because I ate a lot of broccoli and chicken as a child. Yeah, you eat you eat fried early. chicken in the morning <laughs> for exactly. breakfast. Exactly. No, it's true. You know, horror <laughs> has all sorts of conventions, and in fact, often it's it's the uh, it's the the young virgin at the end of the slasher film who stays alive. It's true, yes. And you think it's the jocks who always go first. You're right. And also the jocks live like um, kind of prodigal, pleasure-filled lifestyles often. So they're sort of harmed first in the movies as a way of sort of punishing them for for how they live, you know. Yep. And in horror films, pleasure is punished. But not so in... New York Halloween 2021. That's Pleasure right. will be celebrated yes, this Halloween, right. this weekend. <coughs> what are you going to be? Bro, I don't know. Halloween Halloween is, uh, is, is not good for me every year. Because coming up with a cost, for some reason, whatever device, whatever faculty is needed to come up with a costume with a lot of time in advance, I don't possess it. 
Yeah. I come up with costumes day of. It's true. It's it's fascinating. It's stressful. <laughs> it's fascinating because Felipe is a very like artistic person in the sense that he makes a lot of art, but he's not like crafty and doesn't no. enjoy the sort of whimsical forms of art expression that I think most Americans would enjoy. You know, he doesn't like decorating a room or a house. He doesn't like creating a little costume. Um, he doesn't like making a little sign and, and like gluing things to the sign that says, you know, happy birthday or, you know, like welcome home or things like mm -hmm. that. That stuff is completely outside of Felipe's wheelhouse. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And like you said, those are the kinds of things that Americans enjoy. <laughs> yes. And it's because I'm not American. You're I have a different, a different set of You're a robot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my favorite co my my theory about costumes used to be like costumes should be um, easy to dance in, comfortable. You know, uh, I, I'm not into like big cardboard boxes that are slung over your shoulder. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? I'm a vending machine. I'm not yeah. into that shit. So they should be easy to wear. They should make you look cute. So for me, the scars, all that stuff. No, you should look cute. You're trying to hook up on Halloween. You should look cute. But don't you think there's a sort of reverse psychology going on where if you're a, if you're a cute person but then you wear this really really cumbersome unsexy costume it's a kind of wink to the audience where you're like oh that's funny that they like chose this this thing that they can like barely move in that that there's something charming about that it's charming but is it sexy i think it's sexy it's a, on a level three Ah, level oh, three you got me now, with my own now, discourse. <laughs> you got language. me with my own the yeah. level three language. Level one, level one is, you know, you're wearing a bad <clears throat> costume. Level two is you're wearing a skeleton onesie. It's great to dance in. And level three is you, it's a bad costume in the sense that it's like you can't move in it at all, <laughs> but it's like really overdone. And you can tell that the person took a long time to make it. That's, and then... You're sort of re your your sexuality's reignited. Mm, there's like a yeah, I see that. Well, you know, I'm staying at level two. Skeleton onesie is my favorite costume, and I wish I still I lost my skeleton onesie. But to me, that's that's the platonic costume. It's enough. Yeah. To say I'm wearing a costume. Oh, and it also should be like warm. I mean, for me, that's yeah, for me. Yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because October. I mean, not no longer right now with climate change. Mosquitoes are still assailing me in my room. Are they well really? in October? Yes, I woke up with some bites. Bro, you are gonna have mosquitoes in your room no matter where you live <laughs> in the world. Yeah, I got, I got the mosquito <laughs> eggs in me. <clears throat> so yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I'll, I'll figure it out. I gotta, I'll look into it. Maybe day of, probably. I got some wigs. I got some wigs under my bed. Yeah. Last year, I kind of, you know, I painted my face like a clown, and that that's re right. That really worked out for me. And that was your Twitter. Um, Avi for quite a bit, mm -hmm. so that that paid dividends, I'd say. <clears throat> maybe, maybe, maybe I'd do that again. That was a good one, right? And you know, it didn't make me look cute, but it was sort of not cumbersome. Did you sleep with someone that night? Uh, <laughs> let me think. Probably not. No. No, I said because it was COVID Halloween. Oh, it was COVID Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> I didn't. Yeah, I didn't sleep with anyone all of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> We were only with our best friends that night. It was a good time. The only thing about having face paint, I guess, on your clothes. That's that's a good point. 
Yeah, beware of that, listeners. Face paint gets on the clothes. Um, so we're it's Wednesday, October 27th, three days until Halloween. If you're in the chat, uh, sound off. What's going on? What's on your mind? What Have you seen Dune? What did you think about Colin Powell's death? Because that's another thing that happened since we, we haven't done the show in two weeks. So if we went through all the news that happened. I mean, we've done it in more than like, it's been like a month, right? Because the last time we did it, what we were at our old apartment. It's been a month. Maybe it's been three weeks. I feel like I had in my head the weeks that we didn't do it. And mm. it was two, but you're right that it seems like a lot. Oh, we moved. This is the first time we've done Raisin Man in this apartment. We moved. You almost wouldn't be able to tell. Well, who cares? I don't know. If you're in, if you're sound w- off, if you care, the chat. <laughs> if you care or if you can tell. <laughs> and if you're listening on, the, if you're listening on SoundCloud, can you tell from the acoustics? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or from our mood, it's better. Our mood is better. That's right. <laughs> we are happier. We have more space to play in. More space for more play. chords. More space for the chords in this setup to. To flourish and get tripped up in. Um, I'm be curious to see what Laura thought of uh, Dune, if Ooh. she's seen it yet. Uh, you know, we I sh- saw it last night or we, two nights ago. You know, we should have a Laura segment. She calls in. She gives a movie review. Yes, it's like the one, when someone does the weather. Laura uh-huh. does like the movies of the week. And now we send it over to Laura for the. I don't even know if Laura's in the chat anymore. Good morning, Carly. Good morning, Carly. <laughs> I went to see Carly do stand-up on Saturday at the um, Meshki show. How was that? And she was so good. Oh, yeah. I mean, Carly's yeah. top, top of her game. Carly is top of her game. If you want to know know about a New York stand-up comedian who's great, Carly Marulli's it. That's And right. that's our shout-out. <laughs> um, How yeah. are you feeling about stand-up, Felipe? Let's get real. Yeah, let's get real. How am I feeling about it? I don't know. I was getting excited about it. I was going to Mike's and I was having a lot of fun. But then I did a show the other day and not good. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I felt like pretty decent. Felipe dece- comes home often at nights and he was like, he was, he goes, I go, how was the mic? And he goes, yeah, yeah I just kind of fucked around on stage and I actually did pretty good. <laughs> and I, and I, I, I'm like, wow. And I, I try to imagine what that's like. And then you describe the thing to me and I go, hey, if it worked, it worked. But in my head, I don't, you know, nothing. I don't see what it is, but I believe it. I believe that you're doing it. Well, good. it's hard to know. Sometimes you're on a mic, you're with friends, you know, they're kind of more pliable. Let's see. Satan Wilson is in the chat. Felipe said he hacked it. <laughs> um, oh, because I told... Yeah, no, I mean, I've been... The problem is, like, I haven't been writing any material. Or, like, I write it when I'm at the mic. <laughs> and then I kind of accumulate material that way. You look at people, poor souls in the audience, and you make make jokes about what they're wearing yeah, and stuff like that. Exactly. And write them in your notebook. Exactly. Yeah. And, then I, and then in subsequent mics, I tell the same jokes about people who aren't there anymore. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, like it feels good to like to sort of be improvisational on stage, but then you know when it bombs, then you feel like, oh, that felt so phoned in. Why did I phone that in? But then either either I have to get back to writing jokes. It's what I used to do before the mic. Sit down at my desk, write in a fucking notebook. I hated that. Yeah. Or just accept that there's a risk to improvising on stage, and that you know, with great rewards come great. 
great risks. Mm. And that if you fuck up, it's like, no, you just keep, keep on course. And what do you feel like you learning, you're learning when you improvise on stage? Do you, is that, is that the most direct route to, uh, a, a Gotham? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Gotham. Netflix special. <laughs> Definitely yeah, yeah. not. Yeah. I guess I just don't really care about being like, like, I just kind of want to do stand up for fun or like make something fun for myself on the, on stage. Wow, which, what pure intent. Which I guess which I guess is indistinguishable really for like it's like part of fun is trying to get something something good going. But um what I learn is like I try to be I try to be like present and I'll get off stage and I'll be like, Oh, I was like actually kind of wooden or I was actually like not really listening to the audience or mm-hmm. I was actually not like physical enough or whatever and that's that's when I don't like it. Or that's when it's like not working. But when it's working it's like I'm really like I feel like I'm at a party, like in my best mood, joking around with people. Like that's how it feels best when I feel like everyone is like a crowd of people and I'm like getting to talk a little bit at a party and be fun. But it didn't feel that way on Sunday. You often find yourself talking to a crowd of people and (laughs) (laughs) talking at them and then listening. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, God gave us two ears for listening and one mouth for talking. So we should do twice as much listening as we do talking. That's right. Huh. Uh, and that's uh, that's what something Richard Pryor said once <laughs> about stand-up comedy. Hmm. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, you, so you don't have any like economic ambitions for your stand-up, Felipe. You just want to like create something fun on stage. I don't know. I'd like to get I'd like to get booked just for fun. Like I like to get booked around New York, but like I don't. I just yeah. I don't. I'm not gonna get anything. You don't. Else. You're not gonna okay. start it. You don't want to start a comedy company. A stand-up comedy company. Yeah, no, I don't want that, and I don't want to be in a, you know, get a residency at the cellar or nothing like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. And I don't even want a Comedy Central fifteen minutes. I just want to. You hear that, Comedy Central? Don't want that. I just want to have fun at mics and get booked for fun. Wow, just doing it for fun. <clears throat> what I about paid. you? When um, was that? When was the last time you got on stage? <laughs> I, and that's not accusatory, actually. I heard you were really funny on the uh, a Tim Platt show. Mary yeah. said she was guffawing. Oh, Mary Houlihan said she was sweet. guffawing at your that's bit. That's sweet. Um, yeah, I haven't done stand-up in a, in a quite a bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's funny. I saw Carly do her her thing up there, and I was like... I could do this better. <laughs> I could do this, but much better. No, no, I thought I want to do like, I want to do stand up like that. Like, I know how we talk about this where you sometimes fluctuate, where you like see someone, you see like a Steve Gerard get up there and they do some freaky ass shit where they're making sounds and uh-huh. on the mic and just doing little faces. And you're like, this is perfect. This is, this is great. Like why, why isn't everyone doing this? And then, that be kind of becomes my North star for a little bit. And then I see someone like really, really knock out like joke writing and sort of thought, really thoughtful stand up where they're saying things, unique things, interesting thoughts from their perspective. It's nice to listen to. It's smart and it's really funny. Like what Carly did. And I think, Oh, that, that is, that is a kind of thing I'd like to be able to do. I, 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 in the best version of myself, I know I have something like that in me. Something like Stuart Lee, you know, like, who was my original sort of reason for wanting to start doing stand-up. But, yeah, I don't know. It is really hard, like, 
I think I find this to be the case, which is that stand up itself is like this really, I think can be this really interesting format to do. And also the actual going to mics and stuff like that is like really, really, it's just really hard. (coughs) So it's a time consuming thing. It's funny because it's hard to like dip in and out of it. Like you either need to be like, just like not doing it every week at the same time. So it becomes routinized and you don't have to decide whether you're going to go to a mic that night or you're just like, or it's easier to just like step back completely. But I think it's hard to be like, Oh, I sometimes dip into this mic that I go to like once a month or something like that. You know, it's funny because I find it the opposite. I actually find going to mics kind of, I find it fun, even like sitting through other people and like waiting to go up. Or it's like a way of, it's like a way of getting out of the house, hanging out with people. It's like a little more organized than like going to a show or something or no, not organized, but like you have, you have to do something. That's just me saying, um, like sometimes I'll just go to mics cause it's, cause I don't want to be at home yeah. and it, and it ends up being like a good, a good motivator. <clears throat> Yeah. And like, it's exciting to go and be, and like be waiting to go up. And then you're like, what am I going to do? And then you do it and then you have some feedback Then you come back home. You're like, I, I did something. A man gives you feedback. A man stage. gives, there's a big <laughs> man all in black at the side of the stage. And he goes like this with his finger, like, come to me. Come to and me. he whispers what he thought about your set. It was really, really good. I liked the part where you, where you talked about. Mexicans. Yeah. <laughs> or he says cryptic things. He says, time stretches on stage. <laughs> and then you have to decipher what he means. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That'd be kind of cool. A stitch in time saves nine. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <coughs> I don't know. <coughs> um, Do you see the Eternals? Nope. Yeah, me neither. We should watch it. I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to watch it. I don't know if I want to see that movie, but it's what Kumail got big for. Yeah, he got jacked for it's it. It's like this Kumail being jacked saga, it's been going on for the better part of my life since <laughs> yeah. as best it's as I true. can remember, Kumail is always... I don't even remember what he was in. I just know him as a guy who's gotten who got jacked. People were saying, "Oh my God, Kumail's jacked!" And you said, "Wow, he's jacked!" But you had never seen him not jacked. Exactly. But you participated in the kind of bewilderment. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he got jacked for this, and now the movie's out. (laughs) It's out. And what's next? First of all, he's wearing a big ass suit, right? So I'm thinking, okay, you don't even get to see. You don't even get to see his sculpted abs. I mean, I guess in some ways you do, right? But it's like he's just wearing a f- big ass suit. And second of all, I would like to see if he's funny in it. I'd be willing to, I'd be willing to bet that once, once the testosterone and all that human growth hormone is is coursing through his body, whatever part of him, whatever part of his brain created funny, is just shut down. You think that? You think that? I bet you think that. You little fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> you little well, beta virgin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, once you start investing in your body, you you become less funny. <laughs> it's automatic. <laughs> Part of your brain that emits funny starts to shut down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, that's right, Sam. That's exactly what I'm. I'm standing by it. 
I I just be curious to see if he's funny in the movie. Or do they even try to make him funny? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, why would they? You know, you know what's something interesting is I was on TikTok and one of this person I follow on TikTok, this like she's like this TikTok like cute girl, and she was like, I was invited to the Eternals opening like um red carpet event uh-huh. and she's just at the red carpet event like in a costume like getting taken in pictures. an eternals costume no not in an eternals costume like not nothing related she's not in, even in the movie she <laughs> she produced had no help with the movie on the movie but she got invited i mean but that happens celebrities get invited to, well, to that, the well you see this is news to me is i didn't know this but you cannot be a part of the movie and just get invited to like the red carpet event yeah, I mean, it's like movie premieres get a lot of celebrities to go, and it creates a sort of event. You think it's just like cast and crew? Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> no, no. Then, then you get to take pictures, you know, and it's like, you know, Brad Pitt was at the premiere for, you know. Oh wow! Whatever. Do they get paid to go? That I don't know. I don't think so. I that I don't know. I'd be willing to bet it's probably in your best interest because then you're in the photos, you know. Your publicist is like, you got to be at it so you can be in the photos that get the it's Getty like images. Open open. It's, it's like, like open micing, exactly. Go. Angelina Jolie is like, I actually like going to premieres. Yeah. It's a nice way to get out of the house. Yeah. A little more structured than just going to a bar. <laughs> exactly. She does a set. <laughs> yeah, she does a set. <laughs> During the movie. She <laughs> I'm just trying to clown around. I don't write anything beforehand. Wait, so you are just saying... I thought you were about to say, and she saw Kumail and Kumail was being funny. No, I'm, I'm just saying that because I thought that was an interest. To me, that was interesting because I didn't know that, that TikTok celebrities and <clears throat> people are just invited to the premieres. Hmm. So I thought, oh, isn't this an interesting new thing about, about the entertainment industry that's happening? A new, a new saga. Uh, we're in an, a different epoch. But you're just telling me this has happened for a long time. So yet again, I'm behind the curve looking like an idiot. It's you and Sarah would be on the ga- couch there laughing. Yeah. Yeah. We got your ass, <laughs> man. If Sarah were here, you would not hear the end of that. <laughs> she'd were be you giving me a, she'd be pressing me into the couch and giving me a noogie. <laughs> we, yeah, we'd be ragging you till the cows, ragging on you till the cows come, come home and you, it would be, it would be a sight to see. My God, what adult, <laughs> what an idiot. Oh my God. I'd kind of go into my room. I wouldn't come out until the sun had set. <laughs> Bro. I'd be so sore Bro. from the absolute verbal beating Absolutely. I'd take from you two. You would not be able to show your face in Brooklyn after that. This, this idiot thought that, the, that celebrities didn't go to premieres. No, that's how you create buzz. That's how you create buzz. And then... <laughs> we're, just, we're, we're, two, we're two people on a, like, four-listenership <laughs> podcast, like, like speculating about what the entertainment industry is. And that's how you create buzz. <laughs> it's simple economics, Sam. You need eyes on your project. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. More celebrities you have there, bigger the event is, bigger splash it makes in the media. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Bro, you want Josh Gad getting a look at those big lizards that Camille <laughs> shoots with his fingers? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, it's funny to think of Angelina B- Jolie being like, I'm just here for the lizards. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to see the big lizards. The big ass lizards. So, so yeah, you know, now that the movie's done, I'll, and I'll, and coming back, right back, is Kumail gonna, uh, what do, what do bodybuilders, because bodybuilders have an on season and they have an off season where they get fat. Did you know about this? I guess so, yeah. In the on season, they're like ripped and then they like, they stop working out and they like build up fat. I, I don't really know how that works or like what it does, but I remember seeing that in a YouTube video once. Hmm. In muscle, what I've heard is muscle fat more easily converts into muscle. Really? Than nothing at all, I guess. So it's easier to build a muscular body from like a really fatty base. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Then it's not looking good for me. No. No, man. You need to get, you need about uh, two or three years of a fatty. <laughs> Fatty Fatty base built up before you get (laughs) any muscle on there. Um, Bulking and cutting is what Carly's saying. And Carly knows because her dad's ripped. I have seen a picture. Or he's he's jacked. He's like a a muscular guy. I don't don't know if he's shredded. Carly, by the way, uh, Instagram keeps telling me to follow someone named some... I forget her first name, but then her last name's Maruli. I think it's her sister. But Instagram keeps telling me, you might know so-and-so Maruli, and it's just you that is our mutual follower. Um, so, anyways. Do you want her to answer some question? Should I follow your sister? Is it your sister, Carly? Is your sister on Instagram? Lol, yeah, probably my sister. Probably my sister. I have I have enough Marulis in my drop, life. Drop her name in the chat. Is let's get like let's get her account to 10k. You c- I could follow her. Okay, cool. Is she funny? Drop her name in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> let's get her to 1k. <gasps> um, I uh, where is Sarah? She's in Nebraska. That's what we should have said that up top. Sarah's not here. She's in Nebraska. She will be back. You know, she hasn't quit the podcast or anything like that. If you're listening, you think fuck Randy. is this. That's right, Brandy. Brandy Maruli. Brandy Maruli. That's sweet. Brandy with an eye. Carly with an eye. Maruli also has an yeah, eye. That's smart. Her yeah. parents are smart. It's like a branding. That. There's like branding yeah. happening there. Yeah. The marketing ploy. Branding Brandy. Um, yeah. So Sarah's in uh, Nebraska producing content for some of the biggest content creating companies out there. <clears throat> She's finding new ways to um, to meditate with with documentary Mm -hmm. using documentary as a tool for wellness and mindfulness yeah is that okay for us to say sarah i don't want to blow up your spot i don't want to blow up your spot with your job she's she's discovering the sort of like higgs boson collider of meditation Mm -hmm. you know and she's going to come back supercharged well you know that a lot of um a lot of like uh I'm kind of shooting from the hip here, but like Buddhists and mysticists are really interested in quantum physics. Oh, yes, that's true. Because there's overlap between the sort of some of the concepts. That's true. I surprised you. You thought I was going to say something ignorant. No, no, no. And then your eyes lit up when I finished that sentence. No, 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 no. I I wasn't. I'm not surprised at all. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, you are. You're surprised. <laughs> well, you didn't expect get it. this because if you if you get a bunch of people in a room, a bunch of Buddhist monks in a room, and you have them chant the Om, uh huh, and there's a bunch of sand on the floor, the sand eventually um, swirls into the symbol of an, the Om symbol. Do you know about this? And then what's if you the Om symbol? Look at molecularly at water when you in a water that's sat in a room after monks have chanted in it, the water molecules have turned into the ohm symbol. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Is that like the Jimmy Neutron symbol where there's like a, a, a thing in the center and then like a bunch of circles around it? Is that the ohm symbol? I don't know what the Jimmy Neutron symbol is. It's like, it's like an atom and then there's like circles around it. No, no, no. This is like the ohm symbols, like a, um, What is I'm it? trying to think. Is it that san- Is it like a Sanskrit thing? Oh, you know, you know what it is. It's not the Om symbol. It's the, um, it's the like um, the infinity. Yeah. What What is that thing? Yeah, it's like an infinity, infinity symbol. Symbol. Really? So if you if you get a if you <clears throat> get a bunch of sand, I was thinking like it's like I was gonna say the word that symbol that's in all those like um, those in those karate like dojos, but. But that's just my American. Also, you're doing an eight with your finger, so I think it could also be the symbol for the number eight. No, no, not the infinity symbol. Like the, what's it called? Not, um, it's got the black and the white and then the white dot. And the oh, the part. yin and the yang. The yin yang. Oh, yeah. the yin yang. So if you're a bun- around a bunch of sand. That's right. And you chant. That's and, right. And you chant We're om. narrowing in on this You idea, chant yep. om. And in fact, isn't yin and yang not a Buddhist I think yin and yang is a different thing. It's a universal symbol. Ah. It's a uni- it's what the Buddhists call a universal I symbol. See. <laughs> and so the sand becomes black with a little white dot and then white no, with a little black no, no, dot. It doesn't become black. It just it it swirl there's a swirl at the top and then a swirl at the bottom and then there's a big swirl going encompassing those two swirls in the middle huh. and you go, "Ah, oh, the yin and the yang." Uh, Everything's interconnected, but also separate. You know? Interesting. What a wonderful idea we sort of constructed there. <laughs> and if you do it in front of water, the water molecules also do the yin yang symbol. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and it's in that documentary, like that about quantum theory and Buddhism that takes place in Portland. I almost can't tell. Is this a bit or you're serious? Um, it's not a bit. I'm serious. I can't tell. It's in the documentary. I'm beca- not sure if the sand becomes I, the yin yang. <laughs> I've heard people say that before. I don't know if it's true. I've never seen it with my own eyes. But let's just let's go to the beach right now. Well, can you look it up and see let's if it's see. if it's true? What should I even look up? Hold on. Uh, Do Om chanting sand symbol. Okay. Raisin man. Raisin man. 2021. October. October 27th. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Om chanting sand. See, it What's comes con- right up. <laughs> um, the sound om has a shape. Oh, I know. Kind of. Wait, let's see if I can get this on the. Uh, <coughs> just kind of vamp while I while I get while I get this up. But this is something I should have done before. But yeah. See, well, this this happens a lot in 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 my relationship with Felipe, where I say something entirely true and Felipe is incredulous yeah <laughs> absolutely incredulous. Well, I'm, a, I'm a skeptic by nature i don't like to take truth 
I don't like to take truth at face value. Yeah, well, you're about to get a smack of truth. So right this to the isn't face. exactly what you're talking about, but that you put sand on this little plate and then you play some sort of. Ooh, and you play some EDM. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you put a little play and you play EDM out of a synth and then the shapes of the sand. That sounds kind of like what you're alluding to. Okay, but I'm thinking about monks. So I'm going to go Om Chanting Sand Monk. Om Chanting. Um, Tibetan monks destroy mandala creation. I don't want to see that. I'm not... Why do monks make sand I mandalas? I can't wait to watch your Christian worldview <laughs> before my eyes on this morning. I mean, sand mandalas are cool, but I don't know if this is what we're talking See, about. See, that's, what, that's what's creative. <laughs> when you chant <laughs> Omen. <laughs> it looks just like that. Uh, wow, that is pretty impressive. And then every monk, there's enough for every monk to take one home. This looks like, I want to eat this, honestly, the sand mandala. Yeah, it looks good. It looks yummy. Damn, I, this is kind of fire that they make this. Remember when you went to, to birthday parties as a kid and, and there was gift bags at the end? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, my mouth always watered at those because I knew someday I was going to get a Game Boy or something. <laughs> You're going to get a Game Boy? <laughs> no way. But that's kind of, that's a, that's a cool idea that is not, doesn't happen anymore in parties that I go to at least. I think rich people parties, you do get a goodie bag. At the end? Yeah, like expensive goodie bags. Ooh. So we just got to get into... Uh, we got to get into that scene. We got to get mm-hmm. invited to the Eternals premiere. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. A little gift. What's the best thing you got in a little gift bag? <sighs> I remember going to a bar mitzvah once when I was a kid, and they were giving out goldfish in a plastic bag, and I thought, this, is, this ain't right. That's fucked up. Yeah, it is. It's a live creature that now you have to take care of, and you it will probably die on its way home. Yeah. They should have given out little feeder mice. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, people really went off with, with bar mitzvahs and bar mitzvahs. So. Yeah. What was the craziest thing you ever got at a birthday party? I can't remember. I was just a little... Nothing's coming to mind. Little snacks. Little... An iPod. I got 10 no iPods. Way. No way. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was, in Argentina, we usually just, you know, you just kind of get essentially trashed, little plastic toys, Mm -hmm. things that were just going to, that someone was going to step on barefoot at the floor of your house and then get irate. (laughs) And then go, why isn't this in the trash or inside of a box? Exactly. Little like home alone traps that you can set for your parents (laughs) when they come into your room. Just marbles that Mm -hmm. just roll under the couch and then collect (laughs) dust. Okay, it's, it's Wednesday, October 27th. If you're just joining us, this is Raisin Manorina. It's a podcast that we do every once in a while. Um, and there's only three <laughs> days left to Halloween. So if, if Every time we kind of feel like yep. it. <laughs> so if you're in the chat, sound off. What are you going to do for Halloween? What do you think about the Eternals? What's in the Dune box? Uh, what did you think about Dune? Uh, what is the craziest thing you ever got at a birthday party? And if you're listening to uh, this in a podcast, 
You can still answer those questions. Answer them. Lean over to the person working next to you at the desk. Stop Stop running on the treadmill and go to the treadmill next to you and whisper your answers whisper, to the person. Exactly. <laughs> or yell them out loud in the street for everyone to hear. Mm-hmm. And then say, I'm answering questions from Raisin Manarina that Felipe and Sam asked me. That's so we're trying to get more listeners. Uh, more listeners. And you know, if we had maybe more listeners, maybe we'd do it more often. Maybe it's on you that we don't do it so often. Maybe it's your fault. Here's a, here's a question you should answer. Should Raisin Man do a live show? Oh my God. It's something with Sarah and Philippe and I have been talking about for a number of months yeah. now. Yeah. Sound off if you do a live show. And this is not a joke. Okay. We're out of Bitworld. Bitworld <laughs> over. If you are listening to this on podcast and that idea really tickles your fancy, Bro, DM me. I need some proof because I would like to. And some people in the podcast not do not, Sarah, do not, not seem Sarah, so, exactly not Sarah or Sam. Other people who take part in the podcast do not seem so jazzed about the idea of a live show. So if you think a live show would be fire, I bring all ten of my friends. Um, then DM me and say it. And the more names you can get on your side, the more proof we have. We need a hundred names before we can bring it to city council. That's right. Signed petitions. Mm-hmm. I've just been so busy, like, running Life World and having really deep friendships mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And Sarah's just been busy, you know, fucking around in Nebraska or whatever. That's right. So, you know, it's been hard to kind of get steam behind the idea of a live show. But uh, Meanwhile, I haven't been doing anything. <laughs> Fleep has been clowning around on improvising clowning. on stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. Bro, losing viewers, but you know what we're gaining? G- good feelings. Life is looking up every day. I'm a, I'm honestly kind of in a good period of my life. Really? Why when did it start? When I quit my job. Oh yeah. And now I get to work all day on my own projects. It's hard, but I do it and things are looking up. That getting, is great. Getting offered shit. Pro- yeah. Progress. I progress. love to just work on my own shit. You're getting offered shit? That's nice. Yeah, I'll tell you about that later. Oh, okay. I'll tell you about that later. Patreon episode, folks. Yeah, that's right. We rarely do the podcast, but we actually do a Patreon episode every single day. <laughs> yeah, but the, in but, our house. But yeah. the Patreon... <laughs> Yeah, you, if you pay into the Patreon, you get to come to our house to watch you, us. You get to come to our house and watch Felipe and I talk in the kitchen over lunch. And it mostly involves me apologizing to Felipe for something <laughs> or Felipe apologizing That's right. to me for something That's right. that we said to each other early in the day. That's what friendship is all about, is repair. <laughs> it's repairing. <laughs> repairing harm done. <laughs> you alternate between doing harm and repairing it. <laughs> it's your turn to do, your turn to do it this this yeah. morning, Felipe. Yeah. <laughs> and I look forward to the apologies that That's come tomorrow. Funny. Well, let's see what kind of stupid news we don't care about have been happening. Yeah, there's a lot going on with uh, Biden's infrastructure bill that I kind of <laughs> political parliamentarian maneuvers that I don't quite don't quite grasp the entirety of but it seems like it all it's all falling down to Joe Manchin again who's a, who's stopping everything in its tracks and that's a shame and why is he doing that what's his beef well he has apparently he used, he started a 
coal brokerage company that like sells coal. What the hell? And he has over half a million dollars worth in stock. He no longer owns it. His son owns it. So supposedly he doesn't he doesn't run it anymore, but like he own he still owns a tremendous amount of stock in this company. And so his personal wealth is tied up heavily in coal mining. So he has no interest. That sounds like a like a conflict of interest. Yeah. And is that allowed by the law? Huh? Is that allowed by the law? I guess if your son does it. Yeah, it's allowed by the law. It's allowed by the law, apparently. That doesn't seem right to me. No. That doesn't no, seem right to me. No, he should have he should have his tie, his net worth tied up in little veggie burgers mm-hmm. and, and soy and soy and wind turbines and yeah, little electric cars and things like that. Mm-hmm. But anyways, it's just fucked up that our whole system can be, and this has been true in the past. You know, the Senate is where progressive uh, bills go to die historically. Uh, it was a big bulwark against um, against the destruction of segregation, you know, throughout the 20th century. But it's fucked up that an entire bill can be stopped by a single senator, you know, and his his own sort of personal interests. But that's just the way things work. Yeah, somebody should kill him. Just joking. But not. But it's opposite day. But it's opposite day. And it, there's only three days till Halloween. Yeah, it's, it's, it's mischief. Mischief Ooh, week here in New York City. Night. So if you like the idea of a world without Jim <laughs> I'd Dre- say go for dress it. Dress up as a little scary doll and, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and let your heart run wild. We're here to purge. You guys, you and Will watched all the purge yeah, movies. Yeah, Will and I have been trying to watch all the purge movies. What did you, what's your Let read? me tell you, man, there are a lot of them. How there many? There are a Six. lot. Six. There Is that are a lot? six. Yeah. And it's so funny how like the budgets fluctuated between them because the first one, very little budget, really good. The first Purge movie is is legit a good movie. It's yeah. interesting. Second Purge movie, massive budget, terrible. Yeah. And then for the third Purge movie, you can tell they tried to do the second Purge movie, but like the budget was something like $2 million and the second Purge movie was something like $33 million. So they just like everything is just like cut to the bone. Like they're really. Is that the one I bone. saw in, That's the in one DC? You saw that, that was like yeah, it had a lot of shots of Providence. It looked such crap. It was yeah. so ass. Well, it was it was it was close to our hearts because you know Philippe and I went to school in Providence and and they substituted a lot of shots of. DC with shots of Providence. Mm-hmm. So we we're like, oh, that's that park that's right near our house. It's true. Yeah. Like there that. was like one, ho- what was that park called? Roger Williams Park. Oh, They're like Roger just Williams. walking through Roger Williams <laughs> Park. <laughs> and they make it, it's funny because they make it look big, but it's a little shitty park. <laughs> it's a tiny little park. Yeah. <coughs> um, and then we haven't watched the last two, I think, but there's still two more to go or three. You and Will are really getting, you're really tearing through movies. It's fun, man. While you're at open mics, I'm, <laughs> I'm tearing through movies. <coughs> you okay, man? You got a little cough. Yeah, still got a little cold. <coughs> it's worse in the morning. It's worse in the morning. Oh. When do you think you'll see the end of it? I'm just waiting for you or Will to put me out of my misery. <laughs> like a dog. <laughs> yeah. Like a sick Take dog. Take me out in the back. Sam, 
you can't do comedy anymore. Mm-hmm. Can't be in Simple Town anymore with this cough. I was so loyal. I was old yeller, but yeah, it's time, man. It's time. Oh, it's time. Someday the time will come, you know, to, <laughs> to put you out. I think a fun thing. Do you think talking about generals is like a cringe thing to talk about on a podcast? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I guess the question is, do I want to talk about the general we had last <laughs> night? No, not that one. But I was. It was funny to just. They've just been in my head because I've I've had a couple of them. Some of them gone really badly. But you know what? Let's not talk about it. Yeah. You know what? I would like to talk about, and I still don't quite know how to like finesse it. But I'd, be, I'd like to talk about MPCC. But I don't know if I can finesse that one. Wow. Yeah. No. We that, need Sarah here to. to yeah, kind of. Sarah's uh, steady hand on the rudder <laughs> for that one. <laughs> yeah. 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 I. I definitely. Yeah, I think we we need to get like kind of d- terms of engagement to like what <laughs> how we can talk about it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, or maybe we should bring Will on and interview him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I've been I'm half regret even bringing it. No, I don't regret bringing it up. It, I'm like not even enough people listen to it that it would even matter. But it's like an interesting topic, but it's it's too enmeshed with our, you know with our extended sort of social totally. milieu. Totally. And I keep seeing little things where I'm like, where I think, oh man. And, and I, I, I feel like my own point of view is vindicated. And then I see other things where I'm like, ah, oh, like I'm so glad we did what we did. You know, and yeah. like, I feel like, uh, yeah. Wow. Was, you're already getting, you're already getting into, winning. you're already through abstractions, getting into the meat of it that I wanted to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> No one listens to these, except they do, you know. We do get, we do get, I'll, I'll be the first to say, we get yeah, a couple. Man, butter we get your some, own bread we here. We get yeah. some listeners on this podcast. <laughs> people do listen. People like to tune in, listen to us kind of fuck around, to talk about different things. Mm-hmm. And that's why we should be doing it more often. Um, yeah. We had a show last Thursday, right? That was really nice. The Fleshworks. Oh, yeah. It was cool. It was cool, yeah. Huge crowd. Down the down the block, there was like a line down the block, and it and it and Simple Town performed. Simple Town was the only live performer on it, but I didn't feel like the line go like the line was not there for us. The line was there for the screening. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it but we sort of fed off the we fed I, off the I, cloud I, of the. I talked to some. I went up and did some data analysis and i i went up to people and i said are you here for simple town wait for real you did that no Uh, (laughs) i wouldn't put it past you i'm here for simple town i'm here 50 percent for simple town 50 percent for this other thing (laughs) but but we like it really made us look you know made it was like well on uh, another funny thing that happened which was sort of like none of none of the people who are truly organized the event wanted to do any speaking in the on the mic so like people kept coming up to us and to me really and being like hey can you make an announcement about like the exit sign is closed and blah blah blah. and i was like yeah sure and then i was like so then i got up on the mic and i made an announcement about the exit sign like we're going to start in a couple minutes and then for the opening because of the role i played in the simple town sketch i kind of opened the sketch as well and so to an an un uh, an audience member with no knowledge of what this event was like, it looked like I was like 
the master of ceremonies <laughs> of this whole show. <laughs> and then I was like one of the people who like really put, put this thing on. together. And so people would come up to me and be like, great show, man. This is awesome. Like, what's the deal with this space? You know, like asking me questions as if I was like the person who put this thing together. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, so I really, I really re reaped the rewards simply for being the person who announced where the exits were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And conversely, I had a, a pretty big role in the show as a, as a 3D baby that was projected on a screen that I controlled through a, a computer, <coughs> but no one saw my face. That's true. Nobody saw my face. So I was able afterwards to walk anonymously through the crowd. That's right. Yeah. Um, and in, but, Who is that? But with the glow of feeling like, wow, we performed, we did a pretty good show, I'd say. No, not without its kinks. What were the kinks for you, Felipe? It was hard. It was like, it was a big space. It was kind of hard. If we're from where I was, it was kind of hard to see you guys. And I was like, people in the way back, because it wasn't like elevated yeah. seating. You know, there were just things about the staging, like the lighting made you guys have to like corner up in one spot. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of bits that were hard to see you guys do, like a lot of physical stuff that it was kind of hard to see you guys do. Yeah. Um, you were really performing for like kind of one section of the crowd and you had to, and I think you were projecting quite well. But I was like, oh, we do need microphones. And um, and then, you know, we, there was some transition. I mean, I don't want to, like, start, like, talking shit about our show. I think it was pretty good. But, you know, some things that I would want to tighten up. Yeah. Some transitions that could have gotten some tightening up. You know, moments where I was like, what's happening next? I don't know. There was, like, a little bit of a lull. Or some bits where I was like, yeah, this one, you know. If we did it again, I would change this bit. I would do a different bit. I mean, maybe you agree with me. Yeah. And I, I take just as much responsibility. I'm not trying to... <coughs> I'm not coming for you, Sam. I, I don't feel comfortable. for it. I okay. don't feel comfortable. for it. This is just... You're just... You're kind of tuning into the mind of two... <laughs> of two craftsmen. You That's know, right. Just talking about talking their Talking shop. Yeah, exactly. How to, We got to tighten the transitions a little more, as Felipe would say. And I know exactly what that means, you know. It just means that we're screaming the whole time, nonstop, just like a churning pace that doesn't let up. Yeah. No contrast between quiet and loud, just one single tone, one single screaming tone playing throughout Felipe, the entire performance. A, a funny, a, a, a funny anecdote is that Felipe was like, <laughs> came up to me before the show and was like, "Can we bow?" Because like, I wanted people to see my fucking face. I know, I know, I, and I know that 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 was sort of the intention behind it and i think in the best world like sure we could take a bow but i just think it would be it would be so funny and sort of self-serving like after this probably two hour long show yes. let's be honest like a two hour long show that people really wanted to only be an hour and then like we do this really low energy bit at the end which ended up happening that was like way too long and then like people are just like kind of clapping out, out of politeness and then they like have to stop while like you stand up and like walk through the audience like, they have to sustain a clap hold so, hands so that you can walk like the like 200 feet up to the stage a football and then we all worth. grab hands and do like six bows and then like People gesture to tech and stuff that would have been so oh, shitty <laughs> <laughs> uh, bro, it's so hard to perform. If you're just joining us, this is Racing Man Wednesday morning. It's 9.02. 
1027. Halloween is in three days. There's traffic on the inbound. There's traffic. There's no traffic outside our house. It looks like totally empty. Was your bike in the rain? My bike was in the rain last night. Mm-hmm. I'm just worried it's getting rusted out there. I got to like cover it up or something. Yeah. I wake up in the middle of the night thinking my bike's out there getting rusted up. Damn. It keeps yeah. me up. Yeah. It keeps me up. That and the mosquitoes. Maybe we could keep them in that little hallway. You think, honestly, you wouldn't even be able to traverse the hallway if there were two <laughs> bikes in there. It would become impossible. There's to- three bikes. <laughs> three right? And they're stage. like horizontally, <laughs> so they're just like a wall. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just keep them in Will's room. <sighs> no fooling, dude. No fooling. Morning, boys. I'm looking What's at up, Alex? Alex got a great shout out on Eternal TV. Eternal Family. Eternal Family TV. Sorry. Sorry. Imagine Eternal TV. Imagine a television show that never ended. Eternal TV. Wow. What would that be like? What would that be like? Let's, <laughs> let's riff on that for a minute. No, no, it was great. Alex got a great shout out. And I thought, and they, they showed all his, like, or not all, but like many slides of his work and, um, Many slides of his work, and it was nice to just see everybody's, like, nice to see his, like, au revoir, au revoir, like, in a single sort of Instagram post. And you thought, I thought to myself, wow, this guy really, he does have his fingers in a lot of different pies, mm-hmm. you know, he has made a lot of different things. He it's has. quite impressive. Yeah, like, big shouts for, for getting that. I think that was really awesome. Yeah. That you got the... Not only all your films are now on Eternal TV, Eternal Family TV. Now I'm calling it Eternal TV. Eternal TV, you're on that <laughs> Eternal TV. Um, but they did a post of you, like you're, you know, they they co-signed. Yeah, you're on the Mac DeMarco and Cole Cush channel, That's and they right. said we like this guy. We want all his films in there, including the one where I jack off. I'm in one of Alex's films jacking yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. wasn't it. That's not a joke. That's a hundred percent real. Not a joke. I'm not doing a bit. I'm in a, one of his films, and at the end, I jack off. <clears throat> and Felipe wants to do, is always asking to do that in every film he's in, and we <laughs> always say no <laughs> yeah, in what? Simple Town. But Alex kind of capitulated yeah. and let him he do it. He gave in. It wasn't in the movie. <laughs> it has nothing to do with that. It would be really funny if he jacked <laughs> off at the end. Yeah. <clears throat> All the primo freaks followed you last night, dude? Holy shit. Drop names. Who followed you? You get the Mac follow? You got Mac DeMarco to follow you, dude? Did Mac DeMarco follow you, dude? Flip it Bro, on Felipe's screen. On Felipe's screen. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's a Vulture article. It's a Vulture article that with the headline, Why is Sheldon so clueless when it comes to race on the Big Bang Theory? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It, it would rock to write, to write articles. You know, your editor's like, ah... Oh my God! Big Bang yeah. Theory race. Let's get let's pump out a headline. Let's turn out one out. Let's see. Alex says extended cut with seven more minutes of. Oh no, that's Carly says extended cut with seven more minutes of Felipe jacking off. Yeah, you're you don't have to convince me, Carly. And Alex says no. Yeah, Felipe wish he could jack off for seven minutes. <laughs> no, I jack <laughs> off for a long time. I last a long time when I'm jacking off. <laughs> Um, Alex says, not, okay, JV, not varsity. I'm embarrassed. Bro, what's there to be embarrassed of? Besides the big hitters, once you get too big, you become lame. So the JV is better. To get follows from the JV weirdos is a lot cooler. But I'm not going to make you say names, you know? It's a little, you know, you don't need to flex on the, on the chat. We had, 
Did anyone follow us from our? We had some shout out Colonel family. <laughs> followed us. <laughs> oh, I man. I wasn't, keeping, I wasn't keeping track of that. Um, Are we going till 930? I mean, it looks that way unless you want to cut now. Nah, you out of steam? No, nah, let's go till 930. Yeah, let's do it. <clears throat> let's use the time allotted. Let's use the time allotted. Um, Why is Sheldon so clueless when it comes to race on the Big Bang Theory? I wish this wasn't just a viral tweet with just the headline. I wish the whole article was there <laughs> to answer the question. Uh, what are you going to do? You know, Felipe, oh, I keep I keep seeing stuff about climate change in the in our in our um, in the news, and I keep thinking we got to make this climate change television show, but. I'm like, that's why has that become my like little cross to bear? And everyone else is like, nah, we shouldn't make, we shouldn't make the climate conference idea, you know? Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I don't know. Why don't I? Something about it. Do we need to make all the characters like funny little car cartoons, and it needs to be in a strange comic universe? I don't know maybe something about the like location this is like we did this is a play simple town did and then we were always talking about pitching it as a as a show as a tv show to someone yeah. but well first of all you know we have pitched it no one will buy it so yeah that's not um that's not on me that's not you that i'm the wrong person to bring that up to no fuck you man <laughs> i'm creating i'm creating tension in the podcast ah, okay yeah well i mean i will tell you that i don't know why i'm like not Something about the location doesn't make me so excited, or maybe like there's something, conference. maybe there's something like brainy about it that I don't like. Something a little like, I don't know, like I don't know if if Veep is the kind of thing Simple Town would write. You know, if in the loop you don't is like the that kind, kind of, of stuff. Yeah. I just don't think it's the kind of stuff Simple Town writes. And I mean, we do our own version of it, but something about a conference feels a little like brainy. I don't know. I mean. I'm just inventing reasons why I don't want to do it. And in fact, I do. I would do it. I would do anything, dude. I'd yeah. do, I would do anything. You'd do anything do. for money, man. Yeah. Me too. Me too. <clears throat> I just, yeah. it's like, it's just so hard for like five people. Like, where do we, you know, where do we align? It's hard to figure out what everyone wants yeah. to do. We don't. We don't is the truth. You just need someone. We need some executive to be like, you guys are making this. Mm-hmm. terrible idea and then we'll all be like fine you know and you're kind yeah. of saddled you're saddled with a little chore and you're and the choice is out of your hands exactly that would be the greatest gift that any anyone could give us let's see i'm getting some notifications uh, i thought maybe someone was going to be like you we can't hear you on the chat we can't mm. hear you in the show or like abort abort something's happening but it was some someone dm me something stupid um, yeah, totally. No, it's like, you know, the, 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 what is that called? When you have too much choice, the sort of the tyranny of, of choice, the overload, choice overload. Yeah. Well, that's the thing I was, I've kind of come to, uh, realize about my experience with generals, which I shouldn't be talking about because it's a cringe thing to talk about. But, <laughs> but what, I, what I realized is what people want, like what executives or people who work in television want is they want to be like domed. You know what I mean? They want you to come in and be like, this is my fucking idea. And it's this thing. And it's this specific. And it's got to be this, this, and this. 
And that's, that's actually what they're looking for and what they want. Because when you ask them what they're looking for, they have no clue. And it's always really general and <clears throat> doesn't make sense. And is, uh, the rules can be broken at any moment if they find something they like. So the best thing to do is to just be like a kind of tyrant, I think, a little bit about your ideas. And I think that's, I don't know, I think we could, we could, we could take a lesson from that book from that I'm the book I'm writing right now that's right <laughs> wow incredibly cringe <laughs> you really went in you really went in for it no yeah I hear you it's true it's true but at the end of the day I don't know is anyone entitled to make television no that's not what I'm saying is anyone really <laughs> deserve to make television no no that's not what I'm saying but my point is that is that I think you just have to, you can't be waiting around. Look, you can't be looking for guidance from anybody, you know, and it's wrong for us to, to, to be like asking questions of, of people and being like, Oh, should it be more like this? Or you just have to like stick, stick to your, your stupid thing, you know, kind of muscle through. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the feeling I get whenever we have conversations with people like that is like a kind of anger where I'm like, you don't, you don't want any of this. You say you like what I do, but you don't want it. Yeah. You're not going to buy it. Right. You don't, you don't want this shit from me. But, you know, that's my own baggage. That's my own frustration. Because maybe they would. Every, you know, it's always a no until it's a yes. But I'm always like, you're just, you're just filling up hours. You just got to show that you did something today. So you met up with me and told me how much you liked my animation. You know, totally. You fucking buy it. I'm filled wow, with what hate. an undercurrent of anger filled with and hate. hatred you yeah. have. Huh. Yeah. Uh, Flat Earther Show, Cameron McManus. Oh, yeah, Flat Earther Show. That sounds good to me. Let's fucking do it, dude. Let's do it. Let's just do it. Yeah. No, I'm just... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I got so much anger. Because I don't like a lot of TV. I think a lot of TV is lame. Yeah. A lot of stuff I see made, I don't like it, I think. I'll say this though. I was watching Saturday Night Live the other day. And this is I'm I'm aiming this directly at one of our loyal listeners, Seth Simons. So I was watching it the other day, and you know, I don't know anything about Saturday Night Live, truly. Like I didn't grow up watching it. I don't think I've ever really watched a whole episode. But I saw it and first sketch was terrible, but then there was a little sketch in there and it was making me laugh. Yeah. I thought this is kind of funny. Okay. And I, not so bad. And I thought, yeah, you know, that's okay. Maybe Saturday Night Live is an okay (laughs) institution. (laughs) And sure it serves to just make its, its hosts who are, you know, the wealth, the, the sort of wealth and fame class. Like it serves to just sort of, uh, to sort of, um, reproduce and sort of amplify their already their wealth and mm-hmm. fame and uh and there's nothing comedically artistically like brave or interesting that's going on but you know this little sketch it's this pretty little funny. sketch is pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> hey if it's funny it's funny <laughs> i haven't seen it i haven't seen this in a while but i believe you that was all I was just pleasantly surprised about this one little sketch. Do you think it's because your expectations were set so low? I think so. Yeah. yeah and I don't, I just, don't, I don't really know anything about that show. I was surprised at how long the cr- opening credit sequence is. Really? It's 15 minutes of people s- 
in leather, the cast members in leather jackets, like standing in different places in New York City. Wait, for real, fifteen minutes? Yes, not fifteen. For real, no, for real, eight minutes. Okay, eight minutes. You could not of, like, introducing the cast. You and I could was like, not. This is insane. You could not upload that to Instagram and get anyone to uh-uh. watch eight minutes of something good. No, you could not get people to watch eight. Like if you uploaded a video onto. Well, Twitter doesn't even let you upload eight minutes, but any video that's eight minutes and you don't get to the point in the first three seconds, <laughs> good luck getting people to watch through the rest of that video. Meanwhile, you got um, Kyle Mooney in a leather jacket walking through the Lower East Side for yeah. eight minutes. And Sarah Squirm was like eating a little pretzel, a New York City pretzel and like standing outside 30 Rock. And I was like, it's, I was like, oh, it's so obvious that they're like, they're all, they have a brand and they're trying to create like this branded content where everyone's just like doing New York shit. Right. But I was like, this sucks and it's so boring and I can't believe it's eight minutes. You hear that, Lauren Michaels? You can't even upload a twit a video onto Twitter that's eight minutes long. You hear it from Felipe to Poi himself. And if you don't hook me in the first three minutes, good luck getting me to watch through the good rest of luck. that. Television is an outdated barbarian medium with no respect for its viewers. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like um, it's like those sort of when anthropologists go to go to sort of like faraway lands and they discover ceremonies that have developed over such a long amount of time that the the procedures of the ceremony and and its its providence have become completely obscured to the outside viewer it makes no sense why is the ceremony why does this happen at this point and this happens at this point what what kind of meaning is 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 being communicated you know mm-hmm. and then you see the snl opening and it, you're like a an anthropologist in a faraway land you think wait why are they in leather jackets and like Absolutely. eating a pretzel, and why does this have to be eight minutes? And and you forget all of the steps, all of the all of the things that the show's trying to signal to its viewer. You That's know, right. it's trying to signal the 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 you know where in where in the country is New York City right off New the York bat, uh, right yes. off the bat, and then you know a kind of whatever clout it's trying to get from from its location. Right, exactly, and that the cast the cast members are sort of central to the show and they're supposed to be beloved. And so you, you open with them and their faces hanging out in New York city and you feel like, Oh, I'm their friends. I'm among my friends. This is just a time honored way of introducing yeah. the show and the people who make this show. You it know? reminds me of when, what was the woman who did that performance class? Rebecca Schneider. Yeah. And she told us, Oh man, I wish I remember what country it was, but where they had this like, maybe it was this like, specific like Indian performance tradition that would like where these performances would take like entire days. They would be like two day long yeah, like performances yeah. that began as sort of like a worship context, but then had now evolved into like being kind of decoupled from their, from the religious meaning or whatever. And so there was like these long two day long performances. Yeah, like parties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the SNL opening is like. Yeah. <laughs> It's like Indian Katakali. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, fucking Pedro is awake at 6.15. And he's watching this. Uh, live and in New York on the weekend, says Laura. All right, we got 10 minutes. Let's bring it home in these last 10 minutes. Let's bring it home. Let's get it as funny Pedro's as Pedro's doing something with kittens. Maybe we should plug Pedro's thing. What's the thing with kittens? 
Pedro's making little kittens and selling them, right? Oh, he's making NFTs. Okay, no, no, he says no. I mean, who knows if he's saying no to what you just said. Please don't. Okay, do you want me to cut this out, dude? All right, we won't. We won't plug that. I'll take it out. Um, Okay. (laughs) So. Let's see. Bring it home, says Pedro. Yeah. Are you going to get another haircut, man? What's going on with your hair? I'm going to let it grow. You're going to let it grow. Yeah. You know, I can trim the sides for you. Are they getting a little fluffy? No, no. Just, you know, I could could just trim the bottom. Do a little fade up to the length that you have right now on the sides. I'm going to let it grow and then decide. No, let me cut it, man. (laughs) You said a thing that made me inspired. Letting the back grow long. Mullet. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Are you trying to do that? Because if we both have it, it might be. It's like we can't always have the same haircut. We don't always have the same haircut. We also have t- different hair like textures, so mm-hmm. I don't think it'll look the same. But I'm gonna grow out a, a sexy little beard <laughs> <laughs> and let your unibrow grow. I'm gonna start taking tea and <laughs> just so I can grow like a nice big beard. That's funny. You are low tea, and I'm high tea. <laughs> That's so you don't grow hair on your face. Yeah. All right, man. Let's wrestle right now. <laughs> You're low T. <laughs> You're soy, dude. Uh, You're fucking soy, and I'm high T. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think a mullet could be interesting. Oh, first time chat from viewer Exposer. Hey, thanks for coming. If you're just joining us, this is Raisin Mandarin. I see we got a couple new viewers. It's nine twenty, so you only have ten minutes left of the show. We do it an hour and a half. But next time that we do it, maybe it's next Wednesday. Maybe it's in three months. Maybe we never do it again. Um, you got to join at nine. Because that's how you hear the from the beginning to the end. There's a thread. Um, eight. Eight. That's right. Eight. Cause eight. eight, eight. Uh, there's a thread. You don't want to miss the traffic report. We start with the traffic report. Then Fleep and I giggle for about 15 minutes and we joke about stuff. And then I try and maneuver the conversation into something about our real lives. Yeah. And Fleep eight. Uh, tries to divert I the topic. I squirm. I squirm the it's entire time. squirms <laughs> and it pa- takes long pauses. And then, and then when he doesn't want to talk about it anymore, he goes to the chat and says every, reads out everything that's in the chat in, tr- in order to avoid talking that's about right. real things in our lives. And then we sort of, once that, the energy sort of saps from, the, from that, and I'm tired of Felipe squirming out, then we sort of take these long moments of silence and then it starts back up again. Yeah. Minus the traffic report. Yeah. So if you want to if you want to capture all of that, then you got to be here right at 8, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is different when Sarah's here. When Sarah's here, we can we can corner Felipe from sort of both sides and we can we can kind of get steam behind a, a conversation mm-hmm. that has some real teeth in it. But uh but yeah. Absent Felipe, absent Sarah, that's kind of what it's like. Yeah. Just me running away from topics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <sighs> Sam put it really well. <laughs> Sam put it really well. And you can see under these auspices why we would <laughs> take these long hiatuses. Uh, mm-hmm. A sort of mismatch in styles, mm-hmm. intentions. And, and Exposer, please tell us, too, if, if we should do a live show. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That'll, yeah. Wow, I didn't know there was people actually in Australia. Ah. <laughs> Australia's not real. You know yeah. those memes? Nebraska's not real. You've seen those memes? Mm-mm. Arkansas isn't real. There's just these memes about like different states not being real. Hmm. It's sort of like, it's a little, you know, it's a little Gen Z kind of 
you know what if this weren't real well you know it sort of speaks to the experience of like the, the things i can't see or that like don't don't make part of my kind of worldview they must not exist these you yeah, know it's like, it's like kind baby of, it's like imagining having baby brain it's like a truman show sort of the solipsism of you know okay arkansas never been there no one's from there it's not real it's a kind of joke you're yeah. playing to that so australia same thing there are people in australia like Simon Hanselman, comics author. Yeah. Magmog and Owl, one of my favorite comics of all time. That's great. And they have Vegemite there too. Vegemite. Mm-hmm. Animator Michael Cusack. Mm-hmm. And they have um, the Great Barrier Reef, which is something I learned about a lot as a child watching nature. nature but it's going away. It's going away. I mean, probably. It's not real or it's going away. <laughs> it's going away. I've it's never met anybody from <laughs> the Great Barrier Reef. I'll say that. It's packing up its bags and just going yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. We should get out there and do a podcast there. <laughs> Save the reef. Yeah. I'm doing a podcast from the do reef. Do awareness about the Great Barrier Reef. It, it is. Um, someone said this to me about Australia. They were like, why would you go to Australia? It's just like in, it's like the mix between England and America. It's like halfway between England and America. And why would that? I can, I kind of understand what they mean, but why would that make me not want to go? I know. I was like, that intrigues me. I go to England. I'm like, this is a place bereft of culture, <laughs> bad weather, <laughs> ugly people. <laughs> I don't know what they're saying yeah. to each other. Uh, and I thought. I would like the cars to be a little bigger, bigger, the weather to be a little warmer, less less rainy, and I'd like the food to come in bigger portions. And I'd like some tens around. Yes. I like a couple some of tens, tens walking around. Some absolute <laughs> rockets walking some around. Some dimes. <laughs> I'm not uh, seeing anyone. Yeah. So, so Australia. So yeah, Australia is cool place for me. When on Mary's show, there were a lot of people from Australia. I would I did Mary's show last night. Felipe did it. Mary Hulan. Mary Hulan. Quick plug. Mary Hulan's painting show. You can. We don't even gotta plug that. That she's gotta plug us. <laughs> okay, and no, you know she didn't last she, night. What the fuck? She didn't say. But Sam she has or? a lot. She has a big constituency in Australia. So many people called in from Australia, and I thought, what is she doing? What about Mary Hulan's essence resonates with the Australian people? Hmm. Maybe it's her kind of her good nature and her sort of positive, shiny demeanor. And you think Australians are like that? Yeah. Or you think Australians like, don't have that in their culture? They're all, yeah. No, they, I think they, they do have that. They're always like upbeat and like, oh, where's the next bar, mate? You know, I'm going to go, I want to go see the Mary Hulan show, <laughs> you know, and just like drinking a lot and stuff. Yeah. That actually makes a ton of sense. <laughs> that fucking... Uh-huh. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I can imagine that. It's sunny. It's like... Just, I imagine Australia is just filled with suburbs. It's just like all suburbs. suburbs. Really? Why? I don't know. Because of that show, Kath and Kim. And because Meg Morgan Owl takes place in like a huge, sprawling, suburban sort yeah. of landscape. So yeah. I think it's just probably all suburbs. They got a lot of land out there, yeah. Yeah, a lot of land to develop into suburbs. I think about, I think of it, Australia as the, like, Mad Max. 
Mm-hmm. So it's just a, a land of people dressed like they're in an 80s hair metal band mm-hmm. going around on motorcycles killing people. I think that's probably right. Playing playing Mary Houlihan's <laughs> yeah, painting exactly. party over Twitch. Exactly. On the, yeah. Yeah. I, if I, I wouldn't, I probably would. Australia's not probably the, it's not really like the first place I'd want to go to. If I got it all paid, all expenses paid trip. Where'd you go? I don't know. Cancun. Hell yeah. Could Sarah <laughs> and I come? <laughs> no. I'm <laughs> no. going alone. No? Yeah. <laughs> Just me. <laughs> I can talk about whatever I want yeah. to talk about. <laughs> I don't have to talk about my personal <laughs> life. Yeah. I, it's funny because I have heard from the podcast we listen to, another thing Felipe hates talking about, is that they often do shows and tours in Australia. That's right. Which makes me think that maybe there's Australia's something about like am- American po- podcasting that resonates with the Australian people. Well, you know, it's, I, you know, being from Argentina, it's always funny the culture that they latch onto, you know, the kinds of things they connect with. Yes. And there's both, you know, on one hand as a country in the global South, not that Australia is the global South, but you know, they're outside of the sort of sphere of hegemony. They're attracted to American popular culture. On the other hand, they're not attracted to the same bits of bits of American popular culture that Americans are attracted to. It's a little more idiosyncratic, mm-hmm. um, you like know, podcasting, right? So maybe they like podcasts. Hmm. I really need to pee. Do you, do you think I can pee this close to the end of the show? Yeah, go. I can kind of riff. Okay. Raisin Consumer prices are going through the roof and the, it's going to make Thanksgiving harder for a lot of Americans. Damn it. Yeah. So mama silence for mama that. Silence yeah. for that. Do you yeah, do a big turkey? For I, my family does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I, I'm in charge of the turkey this year. I gotta be honest with you. I don't like Thanksgiving food. I mean, also because I'm like kind of vegetarian or whatever. Yeah. But it's like none of it is like really like turns me on that much. It's fucking like green, I love Thanksgiving green food. beans, mashed potatoes, like Brussels sprouts. And oh, I love all that stuff. Turkey. Everything's like everything's salt. mushy. There isn't one crunchy thing in there, and you can just you don't even have to chew it. You can just swallow it. It's like it's like who picked these fucking foods? The the Indians and the and the and the first the first settlers together. They went to the grocery store together and they picked out those the foods. Nasty, the just the blandest, like most whatever food. No, you idiot. I it's, want it's something with cheese on it where it's, it's crusty. Be, it's because of what what is native to like the North America like during the fall. Well, not native, but what was like around, you know. Potatoes, for instance, are not, wait, are potatoes, potatoes indigenous to North America? That I, think, I don't know. I think originally they were actually. Well, I don't like it. <laughs> it's not for me. What would you want instead? I don't know. A pizza. Pizza is more tasty than a fucking pizza is more tasty than anything that's on the Thanksgiving well, that's plate. That's because you're a paisan, man. You hail from Italy. Exactly. But it's like, so it's, you know, if you had a pizza for Thanksgiving, you think Thanksgiving's ruined. This is such a cheap meal. But a pizza tastes better than anything that's on the Thanksgiving. No, table. dude. Gravy. That a great, great, a great gravy in mashed potatoes with like turkey dude. bits in it, dude. Oh, and then you get the peas. You make the gravy lake, and then you put with the mashed potatoes, and then you put 
peas in in it. Dude, Americans so have a diseased brain. No, it's Americans' it's brain really is good. diseased. There's like lobes missing. Where <laughs> you look at the Thanksgiving table and you think, yum. No, it's perfect. You don't need to chew anything. Everything is salty and tastes like butter. <laughs> I'm gagging just thinking about it. I'm g- like it's literally giving me gag. It's, it's making per- me it's gag. The perfect food. It's making me gag, dude. And you ma- and what you do is you put it all on your plate and then you mix it together so n- none of the f- none of the yeah, tastes it's just like, a brown like taste separately. Yeah, yeah, it's just, a brown just like a sort of And then you eat it as quickly as possible so you can go up and get seconds. <laughs> it's 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 disgusting and my family has and i'll say the final thing my family's not from america we've invented thanksgiving for ourselves we do it we do the meal the way it's supposed to go when we had we had an empty canvas we could have drawn anything we wanted on it and we chose (laughs) to buy into this this horrible menu well you need to assimilate it's important that you assimilate okay (laughs) i don't want you inventing it's not a blank canvas okay there are rules my man all right (laughs) rules did you hear this thing about the turkey was invented in world war ii lustily from the cup of american exceptionalism (laughs) and 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 benefit from all the pleasures and all the and all the um the co- yeah, the, the 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 comforts. The comforts, yes, and, and, and um, that come from being an American. Okay, you need to you need to do all the the rituals. You hear this shit about the turkey wasn't really what the pilgrims ate. It's because it was like a cheap bird, and during World War Two or something, it was like a cheap cheap way to get meat. And so there was like this association created between Thanksgiving and that, because mm, just because no. it's cheap meat. Dude, a fucking chicken no. is tastier than a fucking turkey. No. Chicken is tastier than turkey. Turkey's dry, nasty ass. Not if you put gravy on it. Yeah, you gotta you gotta baste it in a sauce in order for it to have moisture. That's a that's a bankrupt bird. That's a busted bird, dude. Here's what you do. Here's what I'm gonna do because I'm the turkey guy this year. I'm gonna brine the turkey for hours <laughs> in a rich, salty brine, and then I'm gonna fry it. So it's going to be f- crispy on the outside you're gonna deep fry and wet on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> Peanut what, oil. What kind of big ass wok are you going to get for that turkey? Yeah. You have a, <coughs> a, a big fryer, you know, a big, big pot. Fill it with peanut oil. Get that temperature up, up, up. And then you drop the turkey and you fry it. It's going to be, oh, it's going to be so good. See, you just, the reason you don't like Thanksgiving is because your family doesn't know how to fucking do it. You know, you're just, you're going in the grocery store, you're getting shit off the shelf. You're saying, I just want to assimilate. I don't want people to come to my home and break my windows <laughs> and drag me up onto the street yeah. for not being American. Right, Argentinian yeah. on my door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're, you know, you're just, you're, you're, you're so scared that you're just like, you're trying to do it as normal as possible, but you, but you're buying stuff off the rack. When it becomes, when it's truly your own, you know, you can kind of, you can riff on the thing, right. add spices that aren't usually in there, things like that. Yeah. When a tradition is alive, is it's exactly. repetition with, with variation. It's the changing same. Yeah. You know, what Rebecca Schneider calls the changing same. Well, I actually kind of like ending on that note. I think that the podcast should be over at this point because we've done 10 more minutes, cool. 10 extra minutes, cool. but um, have a good day. And I guess we'll see you next week, probably with Sarah this time. Bye. Bye, guys. Raisin Man Arena.